Welcome to Control-Alt-Revolt, the podcast, episode 57. I'm Nick Cole, and this is my somber voice. And I'm Single White Medusa, here on this somber Medusa Monday. It is a little bit of a somber day, but we're having a cup of coffee, so screw them. Yeah, can't be. It's not all bad when you got a lovely Olay from Keen Coffee. Yeah, it was a grasshopper, though, I thought. Well... I always get an Olay for you, but I got it grasshopper style. But grasshopper just Olay. A little bit of syrup. Okay. One pump of vanilla, one pump of mint. <clears throat> I can take that. Yeah. I can so do that. It's a little light, a little light repast. We uh, we had a long weekend uh, working hardcore on on um, Forgotten Ruin Four, getting that wrapped up and into the barn. We had uh, dinner and coffee, coffee and dinner with Belly Dweller. Talked about a lot of uh, stuff. That's the insider Hollywood insider. A lot of Hollywood stuff. Discussed a lot of things. Uh, found out a little information about Obama that was kind of interesting. Um, I'll have to ask him if I can say that in the in the in the wild. <laughs> but uh, it was very interesting. It was a very interesting weekend because I think what we were all watching was sort of the unheralded, unexpected disaster that is the person known as Joe Biden taking um, a pretty awful situation and seeming to make it much worse. And so I just want to say, I thought, you know, I've been saying to everybody, I thought August was going to be insane. I would so far say that it's exceeded my expectations. Yeah. I mean, I know neither of us would have expected Cuomo to actually step down and resign. No. That was one big thing. Yeah. This is another big thing. I mean, this is a huge this is, thing. As much as I completely expect them to fail at every turn, it, sometimes they even surprise you with like, "Wow, I didn't expect it'd be something this big." Yeah, this seemed to actually, um, this seemed to actually catch them by s- surprise so much that they froze. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that before when I was in uh, the army, and I was going through officer candidate school. And graduated from that, there were people that um, would be put in situations of intense crisis and then forced to make a decision, which is what being a military officer is all about. Um, Don't make, you know, like sometimes people say, oh, officers make all kinds of bad decisions. But the reality of it is, is that an officer is trained to just make a decision. um, Because so often that's really hard in crisis decisions. Although crisis Uh, situations Um, a lot of the time people don't realize how difficult that can actually be so if you find somebody who can actually make good decisions in a crisis situation that's something but sometimes even making a bad decision the way that you're trained in the military is actually better than the worst outcome which is make no decision and let people sit there in a bad situation like Afghanistan and get killed or you know under fire or mortar attack or something like that you know an officer has to make a good decision a leader has to make a good decision what i think we saw was a classic freezing i think they it could either go one of two ways um way one is they weren't expecting this to happen because they all had their vacations joe was going on a two-week vacation he came in on tuesday um he took off on thursday we were told that he was going to um, back to his home state, which he seems to do a lot, and that he'd be unavailable for two weeks. Jen Saki, 
I'm not calling her Saki anymore because I'm going to call her Saki. Mm-hmm. Someone pronounced it that way, and I think that's funny. <laughs> and it's too. probably, I bet you if you look into it, it's probably the way her name is actually pronounced. I'd say so. So, Saki. Um, she had her mailer on for her email, and it had her out of the office for two weeks. So I probably 80%, 70% don't think that they were actually expecting things to get wor- as bad as it was. Um, no one was expecting that. And it, they were, you know, they were saying things like, oh, you know, and, and we don't want to rehash what everybody knows. Everybody knows what's happening. You know, they, they were expecting that somehow uh, the Afghan military would fight back. The government would stand at least for a little while, a good 120 days, 90 days. And then everything, once the U.S. had extricated itself, could fall apart. And with our leadership, the most important thing is that someone else could be blamed. Now, remember, that's not that like I had a post this weekend, like a leader um, doesn't go around. I forget what I said, but basically the concept is the buck stops with you as a leader and you don't always go around looking for someone to blame. Um, Biden tried to pull that shenanigan today, but he spent his entire speech actually blaming everybody and then just used the buck stops here as like a fun phrase and then took no questions in which when you say the buck stops here, you're actually accountable and you've got to answer some questions for what you've done. And it's just such an interesting contrast. I mean, slightly different situation, but I just remember when the pandemic, whatever, pandemic, pandemic was just starting. Different kind of disaster, but definitely a worldwide, very serious, possibly disaster situation. Trump was in there every day, not just in there doing press conferences every day so that like the American people could get an update on like what's going on what's the new updates you know like yeah. just the opposite of like MIA and and like not answering questions from Trump the press Trump got crucified for everything even the things that he did he didn't do them enough and he was pretty proactive and then he got crucified every Sunday because he went and golfed because he's not allowed to have every day off you know any day off so um, but it's I think one of the amazing things um, and it's actually a proof of God, um, is that everything that they accused Trump of, you know, not cognizant, uh, lazy, you know, incompetent, like, it's funny, you can look at Biden's seven-month presidency and see that everything they accused Trump of, Biden was actually, and is actually, guilty of today. And so how is that a proof of God? I would just say, like, I think I think God's having a good time with it. In that he's basically taking the lies that they told. And if you look at the book of Esther, it's called being hoisted on your own petard. And so I think he's basically um, hanging them with the things they're accusing others of. And the most, I mean, a really perfect example of that is Biden's words coming back to bite him. Like literally saying that the exact thing that happened and we all saw videos and pictures of that exact thing wouldn't happen and then it happens yeah, you know like, with um it's not going to be like saigon with you know helicopter rescues yeah. of people you know <laughs> you don't <laughs> have to like... believe in god or not believe in god i just think it's funny you know that like you would literally say the week before we won't have a saigon situation and then you almost have an exact saigon photos images and situation except that people who know and even people in Obama's house come out and say it's actually worse than Saigon. And I, I mean, and we sh- we don't mean to laugh. Like obviously we're not no, laughing at horrible. those people's plight. It's terrible. Just more laughing at the uh, 
I, I, the ironic. This is a lot of, of chickens coming home to roost. This is like, and we're not, you know, like we're not going to, we try to do some news and try to inform people about things, but like, it's just also sort of our weird take about what it all means and kind of looking at it and getting it off our chest and kind of analyzing the situation. Now I said 80% was, I think this caught everybody with their pants down. There's a couple little uh, other things too, that were interesting. We know where a lot of us suspect that Obama is the puppet master. Late yesterday, I saw a story fed out that instantly kind of raised my antennae to how involved Obama was. And it's the reverse navigation thing in that um, a, a, an insider, and this actually came to Jack Sobiak, but I'm, I'm sure it was distributed through other people. I was interested. I, I hope he published it kind of with this caveat, but I didn't, I didn't dig too deep. But the main thing is it came out and said, um, Biden considered uh, calling 44, which is Obama, for advice, but his advisors told him not to. So what that tells me is Obama wanted to get clear of this early on. Mm. And so he made sure to, you know, his people made sure to have this story drummed up that, you know, well, by, but Obama would have advised him, but, but you know, uh, uh, old Joe Biden wasn't allowed to by his advisors. So I would say some of those advisors are probably about to get thrown under the bus, the, the West Wing LARPers who think that they're uh, in the um, in the Martin Sheen's dad's administration and that they're one of the various actors. Little known fact, I was on the West Wing. Yeah. Um, so uh, I played Secret Service a lot, and then one time I played a, an aide. Um, but uh, um, they, they, they don't realize they're being set up to take the fall because clearly Joe's incompetent. So some people, there are going to be some, I, I think, you know, but... So, oh, so Obama floated that story that he wasn't involved, and of course everybody's going. The media will 100% carve that in stone and write that as gospel. But it doesn't matter what the media says; they're a bunch of liars. What that tells me is Joe's incompetent, and that Obama is running. Is show. running it by trying to float this story that that he would have helped, but no one asked him. It tells me that you were you were involved. You didn't have to say anything. Mm-hmm. Trying to cover your tracks, so, so that we can see. So that was one little that was one little thing that was interesting that tells me that they did get caught with their pants down because Obama probably, you know, um, loaded up his pants. He doesn't have much of a butt for a black man. <laughs> um, loaded up his pants when everything went sideways because he was he was thinking this was probably going to be a policy victory. And then it just, you know, it completely went pear-shaped immediately. And so they floated that. Everybody will eat that up, of course. Oh, like, Obama needs to do the minimum to sleaze out of everything. Because the media will do the maximum to cover fire for him, to suppress. But one day, I have this saying. It's Cole's saying. that You've heard of Cole's indices, and you've heard of Cole's law. Cole has one proverb, and it's everybody gets away with everything until one day they don't. And I am not totally convinced that the Obamas will get caught for anything this side of heaven. They will. They'll, they'll get caught for that there. But a lot of us will. Um, but I do have Cole's law, Cole's proverb that says one day and, and because there's because he's so incompetent. I, that was a tweet I had this weekend. 
Um, interestingly, I got banned on Facebook this weekend, which is why I have the Statcast. But one of the things led to that is where I said, uh, I said, uh, it's 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 sad but funny that Obama's still bad at being president. <laughs> and apparently, this was the first time that you've actually ever been banned from Facebook, which I was. Yeah, it's the about. first time I've ever been like really officially banned. I think I think a lot of people would be stunned by that. Because I say a lot of shocking stuff. I just don't say... I'm not vulgar, and I don't make threats, and and I just... I, I ask provocative questions. And those questions might be inflammatory, but it's not a basis to ban me. Um, what I did this weekend was I posted a meme or, or a tweet by Larry the Cable Guy that said the Biden administration is like going to a Walmart with only two checkout cashers and you can't find management. And I just wrote, I would kill for some mean tweets right now. And that's the funny thing, because if you heard me say that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, like, oh, man, I'd kill for a submarine sandwich. I'd kill for some mean tweets. But the left, which is always in your fact checkers and probably my fellow writers um, who like to report me for stuff, um, they're that sort of Salem witch trial, you know, 14 year old. Um, hyperhistronic girl and so they saw kill kill was bad you mm-hmm. shouldn't say kill and so they'll use any of those things like and that's why every argument that they make is disingenuous having any conversation with them is disingenuous they're the people that scan for offense they're offended over everything so you can't say these things so of course you know like great you had me thrown off of facebook we knew that was going to happen i don't know if i'm going to get out of it here shortly or this is going to be a permanent what I've seen this kind of go with a lot of people like me is that it becomes a series of bands until you're just finally ejected forever, which is why I have this Substack and why I might just encourage you to go ahead and support the Substack with $5 a month to keep it rolling just to have fun. But you can show up anyways. We're going to be doing a lot more insider content as things go along. Maybe you'll hang out for that. I don't know. Maybe you just like to support whatever you're doing. That's great. Those of you that are doing that, we really appreciate that. But obviously, this is the reason why uh, I'm doing that, because I did get banned for making this clearly innocuous comment. But that is the state of discourse and dialogue with these people. Like, you can't have an honest conversation. And when you reach that moment of no longer being able to have an honest conversation, what comes next? What do you think comes next? Um, I mean... I know what they want to come next, but I don't think it will happen. I mean, I know they just want a total totalitarian overstate where we all have to shut up and, and there's do a what big they say, can- but I don't think that's going to happen. But there's a big canyon between that and this. The canyon is you all need to shut up and wear masks and do what we say. And then the other side of that canyon that they want to get to is you shut up and do what we say and we're in charge. But that's, like I said, that's a big canyon. What do you think's between that canyon? What is between that canyon, whether anyone likes it or not, is most likely extreme ultraviolence. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know. And, you know, I feel like there are more and more people maybe coming over to our side on this issue. You know, maybe not totally on everything. But I think more and more people are getting tired of that and they're not going to... Well, I would say it. this just from... I, I haven't been banned from Twitter... And Twitter is where I rage tweet if you would like to enjoy that that level of, of engagement. Um, but what I've noticed over at Twitter is the absolute rage of people who um, lost children, 
uh, served, lost husbands and wives, in the average ta taxpayer. I've seen a lot of stuff where this did not play well. Later today, like Biden didn't even want to come out and explain this until he was hammered by the press because there's over 200 journalists, major major network journalists trapped in Afghanistan right now. That's a bad wow. situation. Um, so he had to come out and say something, and he came out and basically said it's Trump's fault, um, it's the Afghani's fault, and it's. I think he also tried to use racism and sexism too. And then he said, but the buck stops with me, and then he didn't take any questions showing that the buck did not stop with him. None of that played with anybody. I don't think so. None of that played with anybody, and it makes me wonder. I heard another report that Kamala was absolutely um, fighting. Their team was fighting with Biden. We've kind of heard that. We used the reverse navigation to find out if that's true, because early on, Kamala um, would put out these things where, you know, like, Jill and I are just best friends. And we share recipes and, you know, we're helping Joe. And they were trying to make it seem like something. But when they put out those tweets, it tells you the opposite is true. They hate each other's guts. The Bidens know that Kamala is hanging out like the Grim Reaper. And Kamala probably has not a lot of patience. She probably thinks she should be president right now. Um, I don't know. I have a feeling there's a drug problem there with a secret drug problem. Like Obama was a smoker. A lot of people don't know that. Wow. Obama was a smoker. Cigarettes? Or, yeah. Yeah. He had some other things a lot of people don't know about, but we're looking into that. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but I feel that Kamala might have a drug problem. Would that? Would your guess be pills? Probably. Like probably something prescription or something. I'm guessing pills and cocaine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hillary had in the White House, I'm pretty sure, had a pill and cocaine problem. Yeah. Big time. So it's like it's it's weird. But, you know, those those things happen. So when it, anybody has those kind of habits, you're going to expect um, different. You shouldn't. Well, you just it, it, it's weird. like I think at the heart, it's funny as much as they try to make us this sort of, um, you know, uh, modern, new, postmodern. Everything is groovy. You can have sex with anybody, children. Uh, here's, you know, erotic library story hour. All these things. All you've got to do is scratch most of the American psyche and you find out at the end of the day that we are puritanical. We do, we do, like, we, we've been told that you can't be upset about things, but we're upset about things. Um, they tell us, oh, that's completely normal when you see the gay couple kissing. And I've been around a lot of gay couples kissing. And I, I'll i just tell you, it's bothersome. And that's okay. I'm a square. I'm a bigot. I'm whatever. I actually like gay people. I have no problem if you want to kiss or those things. Um, I don't think everything's good. I don't think everything's right for you. And I think there are consequences for things. And because of my religious system, I would say that you're going to have some problems with that. But, hey, it's a free country. Do whatever you want. I'd like to do whatever I want. Uh, if that would mean that you get to do whatever you want. And I don't ever think you should hate anybody. But I'm not going to say that that's right. I'm not going that far. I think there's a lot of things that aren't good for you. But that's just me. And I have noticed with other people who would consider themselves moderate or whatever it is or not particularly religious, they're bothered by that act. It bothers them. There are things that people do that bothers them. And the left is often trying to normalize these things. I even read an article today where this uh, poet was saying, you know, we really need to not judge the pedophiles. Oh my gosh, and of things course like that. that's nice. And also, if you could find a picture of this woman, an uglier woman, I challenge you to find than this woman. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I didn't realize they could make a person that ugly. 
<laughs> and wow. it's not like she's ugly because she's done stuff to herself. She's just an ugly person. Mm-hmm. And that's always weird because I come from California and and I'm an old man now and every girl is beautiful. I've always said that to you. I've always said all women are beautiful in their own way and all these kinds of things. But finally I found one that I could say, well, there's an <laughs> exception to that rule. And it's you, sister. You are an ugly, ugly woman. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, so um, I say all that to say scratch hard in the American psyche, whether you're a Buddhist or whether you're a computer agnostic atheist or whatever it is, it's weird. Like if you look at yourself hard enough, there is a puritanical puritanism. There are things that we all get offended by because it's just hardwired into you. And I don't think it has anything to do with puritanism. I just think the American psyche is closer to the truth and right and wrong. Um, They haven't totally disintegrated their society. They are now, give it another two to 500 years. Remember, all those European societies, they have a good thousand years on us. So give it another two to 500 years and you'll see that level of sort of French club kid freakishness partying like it's the end of the world kind of stuff. Americans still don't do that stuff. We still we still get abhorrent about behavior, and that's actually a really good thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, one, well, for me anyway, final question on the Biden situation. Do you think it's true that the picture of him, you know, like, that they had put out sitting in the, what would you call that, the war room, the whatever? That's was the that camp, really... Well, it's the Camp David briefing room. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that was strange. What she's referring to is that some people went in there and looked at it, and the clocks were all wrong. And they also they either the either it was a photoshopped image from last March. People went back and said, "Oh, he was at Camp David through this time, and the times would add up." Um, and they photoshopped things on screen, or they actually outed Dohar Station gutter. I always call Qatar gutter because it is. Um. Uh, which is like I've heard from like some people who have some inside contacts inside the administration like the Biden administration always does this clown level stuff like they don't like it's funny like there was a video early on where Biden um, did an interview outside the White House and his hand went through the camera and they could tell that it was green screened and I've even seen some other crazy stuff where people will show you that it's a Biden bot like, as in, it's a person wearing a Biden mask, and I saw one today, and it's crazy. Wait, what? But, a Biden mask? Yeah, Biden mask, and, and they're using the deep fake, oh. but they wear a mask to, like, and they even, like, zoomed in on his neck, and there was a mask line. So is it like it would be a mask that kind of vaguely looks like Biden, but then using deep fake, they can right. really make it yeah. look like exactly like So it can get pretty crazy, but I would say... Normally, I would say I don't believe in those things, but I saw the video where his hand went through the camera myself. Yeah. I watched it over and over, and now you have this level of, of stuff. And, like, a lot of the West Wing uh, photos have looked staged early on. I think that was because they were maybe doing um, a remodel of the West Wing, which was going on at that time. But why not just say that? Yeah. Why lie about it? Because uh, Biden is not doing well. And I think that there are other concerns that people are worried about. There are things that we're not being told. So it was it was literally like a clown show weekend. If my 80% theory, the one that I'm most convinced happened, was they got caught by surprise. I said that August would be wild. I did not expect this wild. I don't think that this is going to be what, what Biden maybe wanted to happen today, which is 
everything goes away, I've said it, now everybody be quiet about it. The situation is still ongoing. You could you could have something very bad happen with the 82nd there. And it could get very out of hand and you have China nearby and they're looking to make us look bad. So that leads me into my 20% theory. And the 20% theory says it was all staged. And that, it, that this is the Chinese financed American humiliation. We are being brought back to Vietnam, which was our lowest military moment. We are being shown that we are retreating from a nation, that we are we are no longer a, an ally, that people who are in trouble and oppressed, which is the very essence of our nation, can rely on. We abandoned them on the airport. We are being allowed to see all those scenes. And remember, we were all told that Biden was the caring president. He's the president that cares. Well, that speech today didn't show you that. That speech had no compassion or concern for those people grabbing on to C-117 star lifters, or is it C-57? Anyways, uh, airplanes, military airplanes, trying to get out of there and falling to their death. Like, least compassionate person ever. But I was told that Grandpa Juicebox was the most compassionate person ever and that Trump was the bad meanie. Exactly. So I think, yeah, the final thing on that, you said, uh, or the, they pointed out that the clocks uh, were not... Like, yeah. Um, yeah. They a couple countries were two. They hours were in apart, daylight savings, and that they would be three hours apart right, right. now. Or something they, the, like the that. clocks for Moscow and another city were in daylight savings mode, which yeah. they wouldn't be now. So that's kind of pucky. But the the twenty percent chances says that this was stage managed to show us in decline. China wanted this shown. So all the nations that it's dealing with in the Belt and Road Initiative. Mom wanted me to spell that because. She didn't understand it. She thought it was a Belt and Road initiative. I thought so that at first. Belt and Road. When I was hearing it. Which is basically China going through the Middle East, not realizing that they're aimed straight at Israel, thinking they're going to Africa, basically spending a lot of money to get an oil pipeline into China from the Middle East, and basically to become a world player in Africa, the Middle East, which they've been doing for a long time. But they're really doing it now. And they're really throwing around a lot of your money that they get from the United States through subsidies and through trade to buy their way around the world. They will eventually end up at Israel, and that's going to be a bad situation. Um, so you have to read the book of Revelations for that. Uh, or you can just you know, use ge geopolitics and find out that China is going to basically make friends with a lot of uh, Muslims. There are, what, 56 Muslim nations? And there's one Jewish nation, and then they're going to go to war on that Jewish nation because all of Islam, no matter how much they hate each other, unite under the single banner of hating the Jews. And so that'll be a big moment for them when they try to push the Jews off into the sea. And the Jews have said, well, we and our 20 nuclear weapons disagree. So look for that to be a bad situation coming soon to a theater near you. So in your 20% thing... You're saying it was on purpose, but kind of engineered by China, not not on purpose engineered by our country in any way. Or well, I think I, I, I do think Joe is in the pay of China. That's true. Um, I do think that this this well could have been I think the deep state, the overstate, the Gates people, the people who are saying, you know, the United States is in a managed decline seceding to China. You have all the CEOs of corporations saying China is the model. A surf class and an oligarchy, that's really what we want. We don't want to have to deal with the mouths anymore. We just want them to be mouths. We want to make sure we have our thing. 
we're getting into longevity. We want to live a long time. We want to reduce the population, which is a big thing uh, that we studied this weekend, especially on Sunday. Listen to a couple things. Maybe we'll try to get into that on Tuesday. But I think I'm becoming more and more convinced of that by the moment that that we are we are in the middle of a genocide. Um, they are trying to reduce the population. It is worse than you think. And that's that's definitely coming. So what China was basically trying to do was to humiliate us on the world stage and mission accomplished. You'd be an idiot to think to ally with the United States after this weekend, after what we did to those people running around on that airport gunfire. uh, But here's the other thing, too. If you've ever been in the military, the one thing that you live in fear of your entire life in the military is losing your rifle. Like, if you lose your rifle, full stop. Uh, they're like legendary stories. There's one of a Marine battalion that lost their rifle, and, like, it it becomes a Spanish-level inquisition to find that rifle. It's mm. bad. It's really bad. And I've heard, actually, that in Afghanistan, ammunition was accounted thusly. Like, your career could be ended if you couldn't account for ammunition. And that's just... That, that tells you it's not... It wasn't a war that was being fought like a war. Um, it was you know, basically, uh, a giant, I don't know why the car's doing that. <laughs> uh, it was basically, you know, a giant military industrial complex weapons sale, bizarre exercise that unfortunately killed a lot of people that were confined by ROE rules of engagement when the enemy wasn't. That is a very sad situation that should never be repeated again. The American soldier is too fine a person to ever, uh, be subjected to that. Having said that, it is true. Like, hey, you lose a weapon or you can't account for military equipment. That is the end of your career. Um, it might You might be going to jail. Like, it's bad. It's bad news. But there are two Americas. So there's the America where that happens to you, little person. Now, you're a little person, and a lot of guys who went to Afghanistan and Iraq are killing themselves now. And they don't have any money, and the economy's cranked. And they feel awful and things like that. They're the little people. The Jake Tapper, Anderson Cooper, CIA, James Bond, LARPers. Um, they're the smart people. They're the people that presided over this entire weekend of disaster because they know foreign policy and they know how to conduct wars. Well, they never fight in them. They never uh, get involved in them. They don't serve, but they sure tell people how to get killed. And now all those people who bravely went over there and did those things are struggling in life. They're the little people. They don't matter. And if you lost a weapon, it was a good thing that your career was ended so that we could just continue to keep this facade up of we're powerful and not. So then we move over to everybody that profited off Afghanistan, Halliburton and Northrop Grumman and Raytheon and all these people. Everybody got rich off that. Obama got rich off of it. Obama started off when he was a senator, his credit card was getting rejected. People don't know that. There's a cab driver in Chicago who talks about asking Obama to put out his cigarette while they were driving. And at the end of the drive, took his credit card and his credit card didn't actually charge through. No harm, no foul there. We've all had that. This is making you an awful person. But now Obama has a bunch of houses and some secret houses people don't know about. But maybe we'll talk about that on another episode because those secret houses or one in particular, it's very interesting where that house might be in relation to some other interesting activities. So we'll talk about that later. It's very interesting. It's interesting, too, 
that the octopus, which we're now researching, takes place in the same area. Yeah. Because Indio, Indio is pretty close. We can't to tell. We can't other tell. Other things. Okay. The, sh- well, Obama sh- doesn't. He doesn't know Obama might. Indio. He might be high and listening to this podcast. <laughs> I've heard he likes to smoke weed and play golf. I'm just throwing around a bunch of slander. It's all stuff I heard. So, anyways, um, Obama was a broke ass before he became president. Now Obama's real rich. Real rich. George Bush was rich. Now he's super rich. Um, Joe Biden worked in government his entire life at a certain rate and a salary, and I can compute that. And he's got $20 million now. Mm-hmm. Bill and Hillary, they weren't that rich. Oh, he Bill, Bill had to borrow $3 million to keep his campaign afloat before he got elected. And he got that from a very interesting person, which we'll talk about another time. Yeah, I'm curious. But you just heard it. It was in it was oh, in the okay. octopus. Okay. And um and now Bill and Hillary are they're loaded. I think there's they're at like two hundred million. Like Whoa. they're at a lot of money. Um so a lot of people who were involved and yes you do add Clinton to the Afghanistan debacle because he kinda created the whole thing because he had a shot to go for uh, Osama and he didn't take it. And 22 years later, here we are. Um, total disaster. Can't blame that all on Clinton. I, I, I kind of looked at what he had to do there. I don't know if I would have made that call either. I don't know if I would have nuked 30 villages with a tomahawk just to get one man. With 30 tomahawks to get one man. But you look at the lives lost and everything like that and the expenditure in hindsight, and hindsight is always 2020, it is an interesting, it is an interesting call if Clinton would have made that call. But Clinton was a personal disaster, so he would just make things out of purely political expedient, you know, things because his his because of his actions, his neck was always in the noose. Um, so a lot of people got rich off Afghanistan, and a lot of little people, and I don't think you're little people, are killing themselves now, are sick and injured, are missing limbs have strange diseases but they don't matter they can wear masks and they should give up their guns because they're they're terrorists which we're being told now and spoiler look for american taliban to start getting used a lot Whoa. now that we've seen the taliban how bad the taliban is and everything like that look for the deplorable crowd to start being called the american taliban that's going to be a big thing now there was an american taliban it was that guy mm-hmm. but now they're going to start calling you the american taliban so look for that as they as they prosecute this sort of uh, insurrection narrative, and that was the other thing, like what uh, in the twenty percent theory that that possibly this was stage managed by China to make us look bad. Um, the other thing is now Biden's able to go back and say, see what happens when you let dangerous right wing religious extremists, which the Taliban is. Um, you would call them right wing. They would. They are our, our left would call them right wing. Well. Our left are always liars, but I don't know. There's they commonality. There, there's religious. enough. Com- they're religious. There's but. enough commonalities hmm. um, to make the case. And remember, everybody's stupid, so they'll buy it. Yeah. So they'll they'll think the Presbyterians are the American Taliban. They'll think the Evangelicals are the American Taliban. And just so you know, like if you're not paying attention through the entire Obama, I'm going to heal the nation, but I'm really going to divide it. Um, in the end, you'll all be Taliban. You'll all be Taliban. A lot of people on the left are now finding out that they're alt-right. Because they're not left you know? enough. And alt-right's dead now. doesn't exist anymore. Um, because they decided not to play anymore. 
So now you need to find now you call people like Ben Shapiro alt right, and and then you call people like Glenn Greenwald alt right, <laughs> things like that. So just so you know, in the end we will all be American Taliban. So again, this weekend provides Biden an excellent example for people to see what happens when a right wing religious majority gets control, and and it's bad. It's and I'm hearing it's even worse from some people. Then the pictures you're even seeing, I've heard that they're now driving around, running over women uh, who aren't wearing their hijab. Um, they're going door to door and telling 14-year-old girls they will be assigned a husband. Um, I've seen the pictures of them shooting men in the streets and things like that. I can only assume it's going to be very, very bad. But their new paymasters, the Chinese, they love that stuff. So you won't have that that inconvenient American outrage, that Judeo-Christian puritanical outrage about child rape that the uh, that the uh, the Afghanis like to do for fun and sport. The Chinese won't have a problem with that because they're creeps mm-hmm. too. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I like. Do you want to talk a little bit about the octopus? Um, I do. Podcast that we listened to. It was like a two-part. Yeah. About it. Is there more? I think there's more. Uh, I think it's just the two part on oh. on that particular. Mm, there seemed I'll, to be I'll a lot more. It. it seemed to be really like. Yeah, I'll look expanding. into it. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to like break that down? Yeah, break it down. No, you because you're <laughs> probably better at it than me. I mean, it starts with the mysterious death of a journalist named Danny Castellaro. Yeah, there's a journalist named Danny Danny Castellaro, and he died in West Virginia, and it's another. One of these guys, like the guy in the Franklin cover-up, who was an investigator who had information um, about sort of paid uh, sex scandal leading from uh, Boys Town all the way to the White House. Then he blew up in an airplane on his way home. And the airplane just blew up, but it was really a crash. But they're blackened and explosives. But it just crashed. It just crashed. So no, no need to worry about that and all those things. And, and Castellero was the same thing. He... Um, he was breaking a big story about a thing called the octopus. And I'm not totally clear what the octopus is other than I think... No, I think there's more to listen to. But the octopus is an organization that kind of starts with Edwin Meese in the late 80s um, or the early 80s when an early software developer develops a computer program that can um, translate between any operating system and it's a um, file management system that allows prosecutors to keep an eye on their criminals and their investigations. And, and so then they start marketing. Um, the State Department steals it. They don't pay for it. They steal it. The computer firm, which I think is called Inslaw, is yeah. still in legal negotiations or legal battle with the State Department. And they've been told that they, they should be rewarded for damages. And the State Department is still screwing them. Um, and like I said, this has been going on since 81. But the contention is that Ed Meese and a group of people stole stolen, stole Stole. the uh, the the software and then put a backdoor in it, modified it, and then sold it to a lot of intelligence agencies. Around the world. Around the world. Long story short, this winds its way through Ghislaine Maxwell's dad, Robert Maxwell, and ends up with Israel. And Epstein and things like that. And so it's a big old thing. And where it gets creepy is this journalist was investigating it. And he's on the verge of the biggest story of his life. And he's writing a book about it. And then he decides to kill himself in a hotel room. And 
and he there's a lot of reasons why he didn't kill himself and he was he was so depressed and was going to kill himself that he took the last chapter of his uh, book made some notes and stuffed them in his shoe so he was obviously worried then it turns out that a former military ranger um, was involved in he was running um, basically security for an Indian gaming tribe out in out in Riverside, San Bernardino, where we live, and the the Indians in Wackenhut security were going to sort of make these. They were going to develop rail guns, which was interesting, and you couldn't do that on Indian land, but they were doing it anyways. So some murders got involved, and this journalist basically found all that out, found how it relates to the octopus. I think there's more to listen to because that that definitely okay but it's a it's a very interesting story and it's another story of oh my gosh the doj showed up and there's nothing to see here but they did rip you off and i think his contention was i mean what the octopus is is you know obviously it has uh, a bunch of tentacles (laughs) coming out you know that are all kind of related to the same thing but what i think his contention did end up being he said that uh, Danny Castellaro believed that the head of the octopus was the DOJ, I think he said, right? And then there were, like, the various, yeah. you know, tentacles, yeah. uh, you know, that were kind of involved with... And what this strikes me stuff. is, it actually strikes me as the beginning formation, possibly, of the deep state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there were some things going back, I think, to the CIA, uh, post-World War II, doing some mind control, things like that. We'll, we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit more. But we can link those two And put those links in there so maybe the... you guys can get started and we can begin. Because at the end of the day, I do think a lot of these stories are all connected. Mm-hmm. I think the Franklin stuff is connected. I think the octopus is connected. Um, and, oh, it is kind of weird. The, uh, the people who are really researching the octopus say that actually the octopus is kind of the common unifier uh, unifier behind a lot of these deep state conspiracy theories Mm -hmm. so it is interesting to see if that is the mother load um but we'll link those things but the last thing i was going to say flipping back to the little people and the people who never burn for anything and get rich soldiers who served and paid the ultimate price in their families and things like that they're killing themselves that that suicide is a real problem and there's there could be some reasons for that they're not surface reasons like you're sad or you know you the action is the juice or you know whatever it is some people link it possibly to some vaccination that people had to take before they went over there um i'll have to research that a little bit someone i trust has made that statement who was involved in that so and and i know the unit that they're from and there were a lot of suicides in that unit so the little people pay the price um everybody got rich from afghanistan except the people who had to go to afghanistan and do that um like i said all the corporations obama everybody got successful um but you look the final thing that i would say is you look at the amount of gear that we left behind there m249s m240s m4s m16s a lot of serious stuff a lot helicopters all of those things had they been lost by a single individual quote-unquote little person would have ruined their lives forever dishonorable discharge ruins your life forever comes up when you get pulled over by the police military career if you thought you're gonna have one whatever ruined your life jail time all those things but their big Joe Biden got up 
and took no responsibility and gave away a lot of your money in hardcore physical gear, equipment, military-grade firearms that you cannot even have here. He just gave it to people who are going to rape 14-year-old girls, murder the heads of families, and do a lot of devastation and destruction defending those opium poppy, poppy fields that are killing our nation's youth. The worst thing that you can be in this society is an American citizen because your own government treats you like the enemy, withholds everything from you, robs you blind, then screws up on this level, gives away all the equipment and what would have ruined your life, they face no accountability for. There will be no trial, no inquisition, no like, hey, we got to find one weapon, Joe. No, he gave it away on an, like, like when you consider how much equipment he lost, he basically is the, the biggest historical moment in all of U.S. history for there is probably he lost more equipment, probably one of the biggest losses ever of like just, you know, they, they've always tried to go back and point to the USS Indianapolis as as a loss of equipment because the the commander didn't radio where he was at and it was sunk by a Japanese submarine and they were spent like something like three days in the water I mean the story's in Jaws but it's a real story the captain of the ship ended up committing suicide because he was blamed for the loss of that ship Joe Biden gave away more yesterday than anybody has ever given away and he will face no repercussions and if he came out today and I'm going to say something here and it's going to have one vulgar thing in it so please forgive me mom but Dennis Miller said it and it's absolutely appropriate but Joe Biden came out today and showed no humility no contrition no leadership no accountability as a leader which is a huge thing and he said that it was everyone's fault but his and as Dennis Miller said no one shits the bed and shoots the cuff like big Joe Biden and that's the podcast